We found time. 7-15, Wednesday, March 3rd, 2021. Here with John Dem, John Dem Customs. How you What's doing, up, man? Doc? What's going on? Um, wanted to have you in uh, to talk a little bit about this craziness that we got going on in front of us. Mm-hmm. Um, I So Antoine has been getting a lot of customs on with you. Yes, yes. How many now? I mean, could uh, we even count? <laughs> definitely in the double digits now uh started a couple of years ago with right. a pair of uh kobe's which then turned into another pair of kobe's for his wedding day and then which you're hanging up downstairs right uh the gold pair that he had yeah the high yeah, the yeah, highs, yeah. yeah they're downstairs and then he had a pair of the lows that were all white with black that i just made a gold check on for him for the wedding day so that's so yeah so so i i um so I was watching Antoine and Antoine, you know, Antoine, he's always showing people stuff on his phone. So he would, he would show me the stuff that you had, uh, you were working on with him. Uh-huh. And I was like, Oh, that's really cool. And on, and I forget when he introduced me to you, I guess it was with the first quality meeting, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, was yeah, the yeah. First time. yeah. So, so when, when that happened, I was like, Oh man, like it'd be really cool to get a custom done, like some, something found related, something Filicana related. And I was like, just kind of throwing around the idea of like, oh, well, what, you know, what would it be? I mean, I don't want it to be, um, I, it, it's, it's tough, cut, right? Cause like we obviously can't make like something that we can sell to everybody all the time. Exactly. And, and a custom is great if, you know, it's great, but how do you, how do you decide if one person gets it? Mm-hmm. And so, um, for like the longest time now I've been, I've been running this ever had, I've had this keystone, um, logo and the whole lottery thing going and since like honestly like two years ago was when i first tried to try to launch it and then i didn't i tried to do it all in like vinyl and heat press stuff because that's what i was working with back then and i wasn't able to get the whole idea off the ground as as good as i wanted to and so i just kind of shelved it and um focused on like the business aspect of it six months later i was in here working and um kind of realized that i had something going on with the business and with the screen printing and all and i was like okay eventually I'm going to get to the Filicana stuff because that's a really big series mm-hmm. that I want to run and like keep running and, and really invest time into. And so this was the first collection that I picked and that was last year in March um, when I first released this. But of course, as everybody knows, last year in March was also the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. So that further derailed the idea yeah. where like I had all the stuff made and was able to promote it. But like as soon as I was able to promote it, I was ended up back in my garage working cause I couldn't come out here for like the first two months of the pandemic. So, yeah. um, then came full circle this year and I was like, I've added so much production to the stuff that I make. Like I've added, uh, Josh, um, JBI imagery to, you know, produce my videos and, mm-hmm. and shoot everything. And things have become more and more theatrical as proof by my oh, yeah. hideous mustache right now. <laughs> um, I'm digging it. <laughs> so, so I kind of pieced together that idea of, of getting a custom shoe made by you and this new idea, which is to do a, um, a, a game basically. Yes. A game based off of the lottery and based off scratch offs in general. Um, Absolutely caught my attention the minute you said it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and I, and I, um, so I shot you the idea real quick. Cause I, cause I was like, any game like that needs like a grand prize and I'm not yeah. in the business of shelling out a million dollar grand no. prize. So I was I like, know. what could be really cool and special? And so I was like, Oh, let's get a custom pair of shoes done. Yeah. I love the idea as soon as you pitched it to me. I mean, it's one growing up for myself. My grandma was huge on lottery. Yeah. Scratch offs daily, her three digit numbers or four digit numbers. And, you know, I remember a time, uh, my mom used to tell me all the time growing up, her number to this day, she still plays is 856 because when I was young, she asked me one day for a number. It was if I fix, if I fix, young little lisp on myself <laughs> to this day, she still plays it. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's something that's always been a part of me. I told you before, I also worked in a lottery store for, well, in a tobacco shop for a little bit and uh-huh. did the lottery and, you know, I watch some of these people and their their habits of <laughs> nonstop in and out. And so, yeah, as soon as you said this, it was like, oh, absolutely. And you pitched the idea, your color scheme, too, on top of it, which was even better. Yeah. And I was I couldn't say no to this. Yeah. And I, I have like similar like I would always get um, I would always get it in like birthday cards. Mm-hmm. We get a scratch off on a oh, birthday absolutely. card from like relatives. And so like to me, that was like what was super 
important about getting this whole thing together and and watch out because we're going to put out a tutorial on how we made these but we wanted to make again i've said this on the podcast a bunch but i want to always bring um number one more to the collections than just clothing because that's not really the focus that's kind of the the medium through which i make stuff but it's not like the driving folk driving point behind it so far everything i've seen you have is it's there's a story behind it and yeah that's the that's what I think is going to drive you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, and I, um, so with this, I was like, all right, so we got to kind of execute these scratch offs in like the perfect real feeling way. And I was like, well, how do you do that? And I, and I, we looked online and they're like, there exist, there already existed scratch off tutorials, but it's basically just like, like soccer moms making them for like a bridal party or yeah. like a baby shower or whatever. Right. Like, they're just like little acrylic on a piece of paper and then you scratch it off and you see it and it looks like a craft. Like, mm-hmm. But I was like, man, I, I wonder if we could like really nail down the look and feel of like a card. So we got like, and you'll see in this tutorial, I don't want to go too far into this, but like <laughs> we got a perforated edge. We yeah. got like the, the, the stock back and the glossy <laughs> front, like all the whole nine yards in it. And um, so we're just hoping that people have fun with it and like oh, uh, really get like into the whole collection and the whole like, experience behind it because mm-hmm. i'm my biggest thing is um and we'll talk about your brand too because you have a similar aspect of collaboration too but like yeah. my main thing that i want to get over everything like over likes sales whatever is like a response and like any kind of engagement from people because that is such a better barometer for whether you're what you're doing is good you know what i mean mm-hmm. like you can have a hugely successful brand that doesn't really do or say anything absolutely and even though you might be financially successful which is a success in itself is you don't have any kind of gauge for like how people are feeling about your stuff at a particular moment, mm-hmm. you know? Um, whereas if you're asking those kind of questions or putting that stuff out there for people to engage with, you get that same oh, yeah. no, I mean, feedback. Some people, some people are doing it just to do it because they have the money and they have a name and that's, what's going to sell it. Yeah. As much as that is all well and good. I want something behind. Like right. I, I want it to have a meaning and, there to be, you know, something to look forward to as more and more come out. Yeah. So absolutely. So yeah, like like you had said before, I I kind of put uh, the color scheme on top of these shoes, and I mm-hmm. and I think so. A little background too. Um, another piece of content. You're, if you guys are watching our Nike bracket, um, these shoes or the model of these shoes appeared in our Nike bracket. Um, I've always been a really big fan of the TNs since like. I, sh- I shouldn't say that since only like a couple of years ago, but when I got my pair, I wore them like the entire summer yeah. and like they were just the best. They're like the best summer shoe. Oh, absolutely comfortable. To me, they're, they're so, so comfortable and they look so just like out there, but also like tropical and like just, they look really, really cool. And, and the lottery plays with a lot of these really bright yellows, oranges, greens, and, um, even more than that with this particular collection. So with the original collection that we did last year, um, one of the things we wanted to do is kind of turn the pieces of clothing into the advertisement of the lottery. Because mm-hmm. one of the things to me was, um, and I said this on the on the last podcast with, um, or a couple podcasts ago with, uh, with Josh, the whole thing to me was like, we um, don't recognize how lucky we are to be in the positions we are and how lucky we are to be alive in general. Um, in the same way that we don't recognize these lottery signs that are so bright and bold and everywhere, at every street corner, yes. at every convenience store, everywhere, you don't even notice them Mm-mm. because it's all, you know, we've we've just been born into and bred into this area where you don't recognize it. And so it's the same thing with that kind of lucky to be alive where you don't realize how lucky you are until you kind of take a step back where somebody puts it in your face and says, hey, look at this. So that was kind of what I was trying to do with the, the Play Here shirts last year with these big bright shirts with a big black print on the back. Um, but with this year, I wanted to kind of continue the trend and do another, another, um, another, uh, ad and Sean, can you try to pull this one up? I've, I've probably Googled this like a billion times. So look up, um, PA lottery sign. Now we're going to have to do a little digging, go to images and then click on the first one and then scroll down, scroll down. That one. So the number game, I call it the number game sign. So what really intrigued me about this one was one of the things that I've been wanting to add 
and advertise that I'm doing is tie dye mm -hmm. and and tub dyeing and um, stay tuned for two tutorials on that as well. But uh, you know, I saw this gradient and I was like, okay, well, in the same way that I transitioned that play here into a shirt, I want to do the same with the number games one. But that's a little bit of a step up to try to make a shirt that looks exactly like that gradient. Oh, yeah. So I was like, man, that's a cool challenge. And like, if executed awesomely, then it connects with the idea, but also can, you know, be adapted in the same way that I changed, you know, the tagline yeah. or the logo to fit the message that I'm trying to get across. Um, so that's why I picked the TN as well, because the TN is known for that um, gradient, whether it be in the kind of overlay that we have it on or on the plastic parts on the outside because yeah. they've done both of those yeah yeah no I, what, the one thing i really uh once when i was you know doing these remind me of the first pair that came out like that tiger mm -hmm. tiger stripe one yeah i remember when they first came out i don't think there was a kid on my street that didn't want those things yeah and, and seeing doing these just kind of reminded me of it too but i mean in the long run when piecing this all together and watching this come together myself in front of me this is perfect. This, yeah. you, you, you hit the nail on the head, right? What, what, what you were looking for. Yeah, so. absolutely. Right, let's, let's, let's go a little, uh, do a little detour. I want to look at some TN, um, colorways. Cause there's some crazy outlandish ones. We didn't get to talk much about them on the Nike racket. Cause I think they got tossed in the second round. If I, I might be, that might be a spoiler alert, but, um, so those are the ones that kind of inspired this particular yeah, the OG one. The ones, man, right. If you scroll down on that page, on that picture, Sean. Um, so those are those I believe are called the Sun Burns. Mm -hmm. And then I had, and I don't, I don't think that any of those colorway names are necessarily legit. I think everybody makes up most names. To yeah, be honest. <laughs> and they some stick. But there's there's the the reverse of those, which that one's also cool. But the reverse of those are the ones that I really, I got and I really love are the uh, Sun Bursts. Mm -hmm. Sean, see if you can look up Sun Bursts. They're like the white, they're all white, but then the, no, not those ones. Scroll down. Um, those ones. Those ones, yeah. Yeah. Okay. The, because, I mean, the. the hey, you got the same feel with it, just backwards. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I, I um, so I kind of wanted to do a little bit of a mix too, because the the soles stay white on these ones, mm -hmm. which I thought was, imp was important to me in case anybody wants to wear these, because I want to make sure that the sole's completely intact, because that's like the the performance part of the shoe. You yeah, know what I mean? Like absolutely. you can basically change everything else about it mm -hmm. and still have the same shoe as long yes. as that sole's pretty much the same. And, um, yeah, they last it too. I remember when I, I beat mine yeah. into the ground. Yeah. <laughs> probably till the air bubble popped on them. They, yeah. There was no separation on them, no matter how much you wore them. Yeah. And they're all, they're pretty much all plastic or nylon in mm -hmm. most parts. So they don't really, they come don't, apart. they don't really come apart. They don't really get that dirty. Even those white ones I have are pretty bright still. Um, you know, most white shoes will get scuffed the first couple of times you wear well, them. The smart thing they did with them is I'm pretty sure that underlay underneath that white mesh mm -hmm. is color. If okay. it was white underneath there, oh, man, they'd be yeah. hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell. Because that's – cleaning the top part's not so so bad, but that no. underneath, man, you get – once it's white underneath there, trying to get it done. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I I, I was super attached to this, to this shoe. Um in particular for this for this design and so i guess i guess just oh you were because i definitely i brought up the the vapor max style and you're like nah these these guys <laughs> i was like All antoine right. antoine dropped these off for me to start wearing the other day um i'll give i'll give you my review so i antoine was like oh you're gonna love them you're gonna love them they're so comfortable blah blah blah, blah. look i like the shoes i like the yeah. shoes they're not my work shoes though i got you they're a little too tall mm -hmm. and they squeak like all hell. I think they're literally a perfect workout shoe, but rocking, they're not for me. Yeah. Like, I, you know, go to the gym or even maybe just do some running in them. Yeah, they're, I, I like them. I yeah. Have, I have one pair of Vapor Maxes I got originally to rock, but they went right to being some kind of workout shoe. Or something. <laughs> I love the upper. It's super breathable, mm -hmm. super light. Um, and the sole looks incredible. It looks so cool. And I think it's like a perfect shoe to like wear out. Mm -hmm. But... It's not a, it's, I can't work all day in it. Cause I, I just feel like I'm on stilts yeah. and I feel like every step I take is just squeaking and squeaking and squeaking. And I'm like, it's fucking annoying. <laughs> like, like give me my flat ass Air Max ones yeah, and yeah. I'll just, I'll wear those. Like, oh, yeah. um, can't go wrong with them either. <laughs> no, not at all. They're, uh, I, I just have an affinity for all the Air Max stuff. It's just, 
Well, I think with the Air Max for myself, I think the reason why it's definitely like a shoe that you can't like lose in your in your rotation is because like these even like we said they don't break down like yeah the jordans do nowadays and it, most of the quality isn't what it used to be right some of them are still looking the same whatever the case may be but the quality is definitely not there air maxes all day long doesn't yeah, matter yeah. which one you get all day long yeah yeah and it's it's like there's never um i feel like they're very universal shoes mm-hmm. like if you recommend an Air Max to somebody, and, and when Anton said the Vapor Max, I was like, look, I know they're going to be nice shoes. Like, I, I know they're not, I'm not going to put them on and be like, oh, I hate these shoes. Like, they're clunky or whatever. Like, I knew that they were going to be comfortable and, and, and fine. Not all the Jordans fit with everybody's feet like that. No. You know what I mean? Like, no. like some some people are just like, like, like an eight. I love the look of an eight. It's the Aqua eight. We talked about that I in the, got, the yeah. tournament too. It's just a, it's a, it just strangles your feet. <laughs> it strangles your feet, and it's so heavy. You got you got a pair? Yeah. Yeah, I got it, mine, too. I love them. <laughs> I love them, and I've played basketball on them, too, which was insane. I don't know why I did that to myself. I almost broke yeah, my ankle. Nah, yeah, they're, not, they're but, not that great for that. No, no. <laughs> and, Surprisingly. And that's the case with quite a couple Jordans oh, that it's like, man, these these are the not to play basketball now. on. Maybe for Michael Jordan they were. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, most of those guys even then, uh, you know, it, it was ankle braces galore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now to watch people in these low tops, I'm like, nope. <laughs> My ankle breaks watching them. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a different uh, – it's a totally different thing when you try to wear the shoe for, like, a certain purpose. It's like that's when it, that's when things start to break down. And it's like maybe I shouldn't be wearing this, this like, uh, Jordan 13 to play in. Like mm-hmm. – it's cool to break out every once in a while, but like, yeah, that's why the Air Maxes are so important to me because like, I want a shoe that like I forget that I'm wearing a certain shoe that looks really cool, and then mm-hmm. somebody's like, "Oh, I really like your shoes," and I'm like, "My shoes? I'm wearing my work. Oh, I'm wearing my cool work shoes yeah. that I just wear for yeah. four months straight until yeah. they yeah. get ran into the you ground." Have the nice days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, th- tell me a little bit more about the construction of these. So we're looking at these are going to be the sample ones. These are not yes. these are not going to be the ones that you're entering into win if you're watching right now, but they will look very similar to this. Yes. Um, so we had a bunch of different process type stuff going on with this. So just dive in. Let me know um, well, everything about this. These started as all all white. Yes, the all white pair. The only um, thing that's that's colored is there the was, sole is gray. The sole is gray and then the 3M material that's a little bit throughout the thing right right um yeah other than that solid white um process most of the time you're always going to be uh stripping down um these shoes Mm -hmm. uh this shoe particular there wasn't originally there wasn't that much to strip down in my eyes um you got your midsole you got a little bit of leather right here and then on the back and then other than that you're all either hard material which um you mix your paints with in order for it to stick um, or you use an adhesive adhesive promoter in order for it to stick. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, there wasn't that much stripping to do. So I thought, uh, <laughs> but these uh, plastic pieces, the cage on the side of it, um, normally something like that takes uh, some of these dyes that I get really well. Uh-huh. And considering it was white, I thought for sure this was just going to take it, soak it and, we were going to be golden, and, yeah. but it did not do what I think it was going to do because... Be- because it wasn't truly white. Well, no, it was truly white, but it was plastic that was painted, pre-painted. Okay. I thought it was already a a, plas- a white plastic, which okay, yeah, yeah, would yeah. have ate the dye right up. I was not aware on these that these were made and painted already. Okay. So I had to then go back and restrip that back down. Now, unfortunately, with that process is I already had the mesh dyed, so... With the mesh being dyed and going back, now I'm going to run into probably more problems with bleeding and stuff right. like that with those dark colors. But luckily, I didn't run into it too much. Um, but again, sample pair. Yeah. Living, yeah, 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 yeah. Living, we learn. I yeah. Know the next ones aren't going to be. And we talked, I, I, I said that earlier, like you can't have a shoe that we can give out to everybody. Like if we no. could, that would be awesome when we do that. But there needs to be a sample process of trying to get these shoes to work, especially because like I just went in and Photoshop and masked everything out and was like, yeah, I think this would look good. Like, and mm-hmm. I, and I basically, my process of designing was like, you know, the concept I brought into it so that I wanted the 
I wanted the gradient. I knew I wanted to use this shoe specifically. Um, but then from there, it was like you, you, you had recommended the black on the cage and the mm -hmm. outside, yeah. which I was like, because the way I, I think about the shoe is like, just like we just looked at where you can either have the gradient be the inside or the gradient be the cage. Yeah. And I knew that the gradient being the cage was going to be a tougher custom than the, than I the inside. I, I might have actually told you I don't know if I want to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because in order to do that, really, um, when you want to start blending paints and have that that fade in it, not that it can't be done with a, with a paintbrush because it surely can, but in a small, thin areas like that where I'm going to have to try to fine line it, no, right. I mean, I'd be better off taping out and then airbrushing. But yeah. even so, now with that material that's around the edges, I'm not going to have tape that sticks to it all that great. Mm -hmm. And more than likely, I'm going to have some bleeding that way. So that whole cage is a yeah. steady hand process, no matter how you look at it. I think the the paint on the cage tells us something about the manufacturing of the shoe, because I imagine that white that was on this one would have also been the gradient paint on the one that had the gradient. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I think off the production line, these are all clear. The cage oh, yeah. is always clear. Yeah, no, when I uh, when you strip it down right underneath that, it's definitely clear. Well, not, actually, not all of them, because there are pairs that you can find where... I can't remember some of the names of them right now, but the cage looks like it's not there, but it is there and it's clear. Okay. It is, it's like a translucent. Some of them might even have like that bluish tint to them or whatever. Yeah. Like the, like that one right there goes from blue to, to almost clear or yeah, maybe like that it was, might be white. That was but. definitely airbrushed some sort. They, they painted that like, yeah, but yeah, most of the, uh, I'm assuming most of these cages besides, obviously you can see the stitched ones. Um, they have some pairs with the stitching in there. Mm -hmm. Like that, the triple whites right there, they're a stitched. That's an all leather, mm -hmm. and the cage is stitched on there, which yeah, that right there, yeah, that would actually make something even easier because I can go in and you can fade, right. and then just go back over that stitching with the, and you won't have no bleeding. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a bit of a different, oh, yeah, different um, material. Uh, and that's the thing about customs, man. You, you got to know what material you're using uh, right. in order to to get what you're looking for in these customs. Uh, key to customs isn't the paint job you do to them, isn't the fade, isn't the colors, isn't your uh, your brushes, no, nothing like that. What it is is your prep. Mm. Uh, if you're not going to prep your shoe right, I don't care how good it looks, it's not going to last. Yeah. Not going to last at all. I mean – Customs are customs, still artwork. It's eventually going to break down. If you if you beat them into the ground, they're yeah, gonna, yeah. But for the most part, if this is something you just want to have out, this is going to last you forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm for that reason. I'm excited to see what people do with, with them, them if they yeah. win. Um, another complication of having a custom shoe as a grand prize is you can only have one size. Yeah. So um, as much as I, because okay. So I went into this and I was like, all right, well, if I sell none and nobody wins, I want to be able to have the shoes. And so Absolutely. I wear an 11 and a half. These Vapormaxes are 12s and they fit pretty nice. These are 11s. So <laughs> they, I can't really wear these. They fit me. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, let me tell you, I thought about my maybe taking out the, my, the souls inside. No, my, I thought about my biggest customers and who they might be and what size they wear in case. But like you said, I, I, I think of these more as like a, number one, a, a larger part of the collection where it's like, this is something that nobody else can get except for the person who won. Yep. In order to win, you have to invest in the collection. You have to buy something, get the card, physically scratch it off, send me the picture of the winning card or come in and, and, and show me it in real life and then I'll give you the shoes. But... Because of all that, that's how I make sure it's going to go to a good home yeah. no matter what, if somebody wins it, you know what I mean? Because oh, yeah. they're mean, invested they're, in it. They're definitely, they're supporting you, man. I mean, yeah. you know, it's going to go, wherever these go, they're going to a yeah. good place. And that's, that's to, to know what somebody does with them, I would love to do. Oh, yeah, love for sure. To see. I, if they for rock sure. them, let me see you beat the hell out of them. Oh, if yeah. not, let me see where you put them up in the house. Yeah, depending on who wins, I might be like, hey, can we do a can we do a photo shoot real quick? Like, yeah. throw, the, throw them on, we'll take pictures, like... Yeah, I I I'm very excited to see what people do with it too, and and 
um, as in, as with all my other collections, this isn't, um, like the end of the line. Like this isn't like, I'm, this is done. I'm done here. Yeah. No more. Um, I would love if this is su- successful, if we sell 17, 25 of the cards, all the cards, whatever, um, this is something I'd love to run again. Hey, you know what I'm I mean? Down. Like, like shit, we got like seven other pairs of Air Maxes we could do this to. Um, Absolutely. So I think you do a line of, of Air Maxes and with yeah. all your lines, that'd be dope. Yeah, I would. Absolutely. I would. I was. I would probably stick with all the Air Maxes. Part partially, another partial reason that I picked the Air Maxes, like I said, I personally like them, and the collection is kind of a personal thing to me too because like I talked about the um, the getting the cards in the birthday in the birthday. Um, the birthday cards from my family members, but also like just remembering like sitting in front of the TV before Jeopardy comes on and you get the daily numbers come up right after action news. And it's like, you know, it's just, I think it's interesting. It's an interesting to look at for like everybody. Like I feel like every, anybody who sees that's on yeah. will like just stop and watch it for like a minute. Oh, absolutely. Even if they don't have a number in it, even if they don't give a shit, even if it's on every single yeah, day. Yeah, because then they're going, oh man, if I would have played that, <laughs> they, they I see wish their, I would have They see their lucky numbers pop up. They're like, shit, I yeah. should have played yeah, it. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. You know? Without um, a doubt. So, well, fu- real quick, funny, Um, it literally just dawned on me. You were telling a story a little bit about, you know, getting your birthday cards and scratch Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, mentioned, or had mentioned a little earlier, my grandma was real big on this. And, uh, you know, she, she's my angel, my grandma. She, she took care of me my entire life, uh, along with my mom, but my mom was the one off working, but my grandma did a lot, a hell of a lot for me. Again, she was the one Christmas birthdays, whatever it was, I'd get my scratch offs in my, in my, uh, in my cards. And it was like a big thing for all of us to sit around and scratch them off together and this and that. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. And one day, I'm watching everybody, and I, I'd like to be last. I was the young one, youngest. I was a kid, wanted to be last. Hopefully, I get the big winner. And uh, she put, like, the same amount in everybody's card except mine. She'd always give me a little bit more. And it was, like, $50 worth of scratch-offs everybody was getting. So I'm like, all right, I wonder what she's going to give me. <laughs> she gives me $100 worth of scratch-offs. Here's the screwed-up part. And I don't know if she did it on purpose. She swears she didn't. She gave me all her scratched off ones already that were all losers in my birthday card or my Christmas card. I'm like, are you kidding me? I swear to the day was Max. But I don't think it was. I think she kept kept the good ones for herself. <laughs> she hit it big and she did Donnie Wadi. Yeah, good old grandma. <laughs> uh, that's Sorry, it just, it just hit me. I was like, man, I, you know what? I got screwed one year on that. <laughs> I think everybody's got a got a story of them getting screwed on one. Um and I think that's that's um that's like the uh the other part of the collection too. Like even when I was making these cards, I was like, well some people are gonna lose and like the whole collection's called looking like a winner. It's yeah. like, should I rig this so that everybody can win something? And I was like, How is it even is it impossible? Does the game yeah. become fun that yeah, way? Nah. You know, like like you wanna still have have some like some uh, you know, casino like atmosphere of like yeah. i'm playing a real game that has real stakes that i could actually win something and so you th- you thinking by any means like j- just say you know you go through it you don't sell out of mm-hmm. everything and no one wins yeah what are you thinking of doing Anything? um no not no i i would keep them i'd keep them rolling until till i sold out um nice so it's just so leave them there yeah i can i can tell everybody how the game the game works so it's actually sean could you run downstairs and grab a grab a Scratch off card. Thank you. There's two that I have down there that are done. If you can find them. Um, sorry guys, we'll I'll stall a little bit. So, so I meant to bring them up. I f- totally forgot. Um, so, 25 cards. Yeah. Five of them are winners. Okay. One wins the grand prize. One wins the flat a flannel. Um, I love them things. Yeah. Uh, one's just a t-shirt. That can be your pick of um, either one of the long sleeves. The uh, It's actually just a shirt. One okay. of the long sleeves, the split tee, or the original play here tee. Whichever one you, you want in whatever size, mm-hmm. you can get that. Because I, I figured I could give away one of each of them, but um, then it would kind of be able, become a little too much. So... So here's the card for everybody. Yeah, everybody legit. wondering, um, and we we copied it to a T, like front and back. This one's a loser, but um, so so the way the way the game works, just like any other lottery game, you get it. You get three numbers. 
Um, those are your numbers. And then you try to find, or you get three numbers to match with, and then you get your numbers down at the bottom and you try to match your numbers to one of the three at the top. Um, if any of them match, you have a winner and whatever is listed below your number that you won with is the prize that you yeah, get. Instead of saying, instead of saying like, uh, cash underneath, you know, it's an air max visor. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. That's dope. And then, um, and then in the bottom right, you have your authenticity thing. So if you scratch that off, you'll see exactly what you want. Um, that way I can, you know, you can send that picture to me all scratched off and I can, uh, I can give you your, your award and stuff. People are going to think that they really did get it from the lottery. I'm <laughs> telling you, those things are dope. <laughs> yeah. I, I tried to, I tried to do my very, very best to make it, um, a hell of a job to make it super close. And that's, I mean, I, I don't know if you're familiar with like Johnny cupcakes type, Absolutely. type stuff. He, Absolutely. He's a huge inspiration for me. And I, I honestly, I was talking to Sean. I was like, I wonder if he's ever done anything like this, like any type of game or like, or anything like that. I think I know he does stuff. Uh, he does like them random days where like he has like these pop up shops and stuff like that. And yeah. the whole places you walk into his shops and they literally look like a bakery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you just buy clothes. Yeah, exactly. There's absolutely yeah. no edibles in there to eat at all. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I I told I was talk, telling Sean the other day I was like, I really love what Johnny Cupcakes does and I really admire all his stuff and it's super creative and innovative and like brings so many eyeballs to his stuff because it looks like it's not clothing and then you look at it more deeply and then you kind of get invested in what he's doing. But one of the things that I think I can bring that he doesn't have in his brand is like the bakery thing is not really based on anything. Yeah. It's sort of a way to trick people's eye and be like, Oh, look at, he's driving down the street in an ice cream truck, Mm -hmm. but he's selling clothes. Like it's a way to catch your eye and it's really smart, obviously, but I'm playing with real things that people are already familiar with. Yeah. Um, obviously people are familiar with bakeries, but like people are locally familiar with the idea that like Philadelphia is known for cheesesteak. They're known for soft pretzels. They're mm-hmm. known for, um, Philly Tem- blunts, they're known for temple and mm-hmm. schools and, and the lottery, whatever. Right. These are all things that people are familiar with. So I get to play with those in the way Johnny cupcakes might play with just bakery, but I get to play into like those memories. Like, mm-hmm. and I think part of it too, is that like collective unconscious of like, we've all had very similar memories. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you have that, that story and your that story is specific to you, but a ton of people have that oh, yeah. Christmas card, birthday card, whatever, getting the lottery ticket. Cause that's just a tradition. You yeah. know, that's, that's Absolutely. what people do. Um, and so part of my job is also to kind of like tap into my own memories, but also listen and hear other people's memories and kind of, you know, inject all of those into the stuff that i'm making yeah. to no, make I, things I, i've loved special. every every piece of it um from like you said from the the cheesesteaks to the temple to yeah. every one of them's dope concept Thank I, you. I i love it um especially being from the area yeah i mean it being in the area how how you can not want to grasp on to something like that every, right every time you see somebody that's local do something like that and yeah you're you're hitting on on all cylinders on, on all the things i've yeah. seen so far man yeah and i, I um that's really that's really important to me, t- to me too. Like I want to stay local with it. Like it's not intended for people outside of Philadelphia. Yeah. Like not to say that like if you're a transplant that is living somewhere else. Like we have a we have a really good customer who's from like Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and he always is like like five minutes into the drop he'll buy something. But he li- he used to live in Philly or he used to live in South Jersey yeah. or somewhere around here. So like it can be for those people too. But it, it's it's for people who are both appreciative but also like nostalgic but also willing to hear hear me out when i try to explain why cheesesteaks are about fighting (laughs) more than more than they are about like meat on a sandwich you know what i mean like that's the thing that's made the cheesesteak a famous sandwich when there's another you know 10 to 15 other italian meat sandwiches that exist in the area but the philly one has been cemented as the cheesesteak cheese for yeah. some reason, yeah. you know? Um, and I think that reason is because of the, the Pats and Gino's fight. And then that expanded to Steve's and Jim's and, yeah, and the, everywhere at Del Sandro's <laughs> and John's West Pork and all these other places. Right. Yeah. Um, still vying for, to be like the best, the King, right. Yeah. To be the King. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's important to me too, to, to kind of, uh, you want to throw yours out there real quick. I'm just curious. What's that? Your cheesesteak of choice. Uh, Steve's Steve's Steve's. Yeah. I've, I've been on record as, as Steve's for a while, but I gotta say, I'm, I'm very interested in doing a cheesesteak tour uh-huh. and going around and hitting some of the spots I haven't gone to. Cause I've never been to the Del Sandro's yeah. and they're like 
lauded as it's, one or two. It's well worth it. Yeah. Um, I got to go to Angelo's. They're the new mm-hmm. the new dog in the fight, mm-hmm. but... I haven't been there yet. Yeah, I, I heard everything they do is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I... I just curious. I, that's I just the that's just the neighborhood one and one that my dad always took me to. Yeah, and that's the only reason that I'm that I'm affiliated with that one for now, and that's why the the original cheesesteak design is a rip off of the Steve's logo too. Mm-hmm. And number one, it, it incorporates the royal thing that I was going for with the conflict of like who's the king. Yeah, but I I, I would love to do a tour with that and, and come back to that collection and like explore the image and, image and identity of those other places too. Absolutely, because um, I think there's a lot still to be mined and that's why i never cut these things off no because there's so much more that can be mined into it oh, like absolutely and uh, everything everything with the growth uh you know everybody's either switching to something different now that they've been on for a long time or they're coming back to what they grew up on right and seeing all this is just it literally just reminds me of my whole childhood yeah <laughs> yeah i I, and that's that's the kind of um, not that lottery should be in your whole childhood. But. Yeah, but no, I I mean that's one of my that's like so to give people a little um, insight into the video we got coming out because I can do that because we already kind of released that video last year. So I, I I edited a video and basically Sean, so you see if you can find it on my Instagram, you're gonna have to scroll back pretty far. But um, it was basically like it's basically like a still image of like a bunch of kids from like the '60s. I don't. Some, some old time period and they're in black and white and there's like a TV mm-hmm. and then it zooms into the TV and you get kind of the the lottery drawing mm-hmm. that I found off YouTube but it was all very crude and just like made it myself in like a night just kind of trying to express the idea of like I was a little kid watching the lottery and I didn't know what any of that meant I didn't know how the game worked mm-hmm. I didn't know who, why they were bouncing balls around a machine like it just of is visually appealing to like a little Your parents kid. Parents watched it. You watched yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like o'clock. It, it, like I said, it was after after action news before Jeopardy, and that was what we watched every night, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's just how it was. And so, like, especially if I was in my grandparents' house, so like that was just like my quick throw it out there last year, and that was when nobody was watching. I had no traction. I had no podcast. I had nothing mm-hmm. to really bounce off of other than that. Uh, it's right there, Sean. That one. Yep. Um. So like this, this kind of thing. So a lot of this video, and there's a lot of other things going into the video that we're going to release um, soon. If you're watching now, you'll probably be out next week on the 25th um, or maybe two weeks from now on the 25th. Um, but kind of pushing off this idea of like kids sitting in front of the TV watching somebody and watching the game be played and all that. Um, that was a memory that I had from before, like nostalgic to me. And what I kind of realized too is like, Going into kind of what found, obviously found started with my dad's side of the business where he was doing, he still is selling vintage clothing. And I've said on the podcast a million times that I draw my influence from a lot of the stuff he finds and a lot of the people who are around him finding the same kind of stuff that I follow. Um, but I always feel like I need to uh, prove that, yeah. you know, prove yeah. that I really am drawing inspiration from yeah. stuff like that. And this is one example of that where it's like, this is something that's nostalgic to people. But there's a ton of people making nostalgic art. Like, I mean, if you look at any of the movies that come out nowadays, they're based on nostalgia. TV's based on nostalgia. Um, And I think that nostalgia can sometimes be a crutch where it's just like a way to get people, hit people in the heartstrings, even though you're not really putting in any of the work to get there. But I think the good nostalgia is stuff that pulls um, very, very like ingrained memories. Like you ever see uh, Inside Out? Sean, familiar. you seen Inside Out, the Pixar movie? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know those, like, yeah. core memories that the yeah, kid has? Yeah, 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 It's like that. If you can hit on one of those oh, yeah. with people, people will go, like, oh, shit, like, that's a deep cut. Like, And then if you if you follow it up with – because good nostalgia always is adding something to the conversation about where that thing is now. Like, I really love the, the Karate Kid uh, remake that they did, Cobra Kai. It's I, I, cheesy I, as fuck. I tr- Me and my wife tried. Yeah, I, I don't. Were I, you ever? No, were, I don't were you ever in the Karate Kid? Retry- I, I, I grew up on the Karate yeah. Kid. I love the Karate Kid. I I like that. It's it's look. It's cheesy as fuck. No doubt. It's a teen drama. That's what it's always been though. Yeah. But what I like about it is what it says about the the original movies in its new way, where it's like it plays up on some of those kind of like it's crazy that kids are fighting in a karate space like this and there's no you know parental guidance or whatever like kind of stuff 
but then it twists it at the end and it goes like, hey, but like, what if there were consequences? What yeah. if there, what, what if this really did happen? What if this really happened? And you kind of pull back the melodramatic part of it. I think that's what good nostalgia is. And so like in collections like this, I'm trying to like, you know, give you that, that, that hit of nostalgia hit on that core memory, but then also be like, hey, this thing from your past is still relevant if you think about it in this way. Yeah. And I think that's when nostalgia is done well. And I think there's still space for people to do nostalgia well. I mean, we're... And not just capitalize off of it. I mean, what's the things that you remember most in your life? It's all yeah. the stuff growing up. I yeah, mean, absolutely. It's it's what made you who you are. Yeah. So, like, like I said, literally, when you brought this up to me and you said the idea and the concept and everything. It was like, that's a no, no brainer whatsoever. I would love to do these things. Yeah. One of, um, like, like that, that growing up part, like, so the series as a whole, not the collection, the collection is looking like a winner, but the series as a whole is called Filicana, Mm -hmm. which is a, a, uh, playoff of Americana, Mm -hmm. which is this idea that, America's culture can be distilled into these different images and feelings and sayings and whatever, right? And the most famous Americana painter is Norman Rockwell. Mm -hmm. And he paints, you know, in almost all his paintings, there's almost always a child somewhere in it or their their focus usually interacting with an adult in Mm -hmm. some way. Um, And I think that hits at something really close to nostalgia is like it's it reminds you of your childhood but also kind of connects to what the way you think about it, you know, because mm-hmm. nostalgia in a way is a, is a bad memory too. Like it's not really what happened at the time, yes. but it's how you reflect on that. Mm-hmm. And because you're reflecting on it, you're only taking the parts that are still relevant. You know what I mean? The other parts that faded away in your memory aren't there anymore, but you remember the the story about your grandma giving you the cards. Cause you think about that and you think about her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Whereas you might not remember, you know, if anybody else won, you know what I mean? That yeah, might not, no that, clue, that's not important. Couldn't tell you whatsoever. But the fact that you opened it and you were like, these are all know, scratched I off already. <laughs> it was like, it was like, I'm, I'm expecting to play a game and then I get the cards and I go, oh, the game's already been played for me. Like yeah, what's, yeah. what's happening not even a here? Winner in here? Right. <laughs> that, that kind of, that twist of what your expectation was mm-hmm. stuck with you. Oh, absolutely. Um, so I think that's important too when you're, when you're redoing nostalgia, I guess this is just my, my Ted talk about how to make this nostalgic art at this point but uh yeah i am i'm very excited about this collection i'm very excited to uh to see what people think of it and to see if anybody takes me seriously and with this mustache (laughs) but um i I was thrown off when i first (laughs) but then you told me and i was like i I get it it. understandable um i'm gonna leave that secret though you you guys are gonna have to try to figure out why i'm why i have a mustache i think i think people could piece it together yeah (laughs) um i hope so if not, when they see it, they're gonna they're gonna enjoy it. <laughs> so let's let's shift gears a little bit, and um, it's enough talking about my brand. Let's talk about yours a little bit. We're gonna we're gonna sit down with Antoine later this month to talk more about it. But um, like I said, the first time we met was when Antoine brought you in to yes. to talk about this brand, and I think it was the day before, two days before, he had sat down with me and was like. You know, this is what we're trying to do. This is the brand. You know, can you come up with a logo? Can you come up with this? Can you come up with that? Um, I guess for this episode, do you want to kind of go prior to that and tell me like, how did you and Antoine kind of connect? And then how did you get to the point where you were like, let's do a brand together? Um, well, we did a little, uh, we did a little video to, on our uh, Instagram to start off mm-hmm. and gave a little insight. And yeah, um, about seven years ago, um, when he had the original laced, uh, he had a little thing going in there called Blunderlith. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had a little shoe store slash whatever in there. And um, we potentially talked about uh, me doing customs in there. Um, it wasn't, it was around the time I got into it. I could say I probably started about three years before that, but I never dove deep into it. It was kind of just for fun. I did them mainly for myself at the time. Um, but here and there, I would do, do some people's uh, shoes. And, you know, I went up there to go talk to him about potentially doing it, maybe like a weekend gig, make a little extra money on the side from my regular job. And, um, you know, that was the first time I really met Antoine personally. Mm -hmm. Um, Who doesn't know of Antoine around this area? I don't know. At this point, nobody. I mean, it's it's nuts if you don't. If you've been under a rock for a long time, if you don't. Right. Um, 
but yeah, no, uh, I went up there to go meet him and it was just, there was just a connection right from the beginning. Like there was just a good vibe, good energy being him had. And, uh, you know, it, it was just throwing out the ideas of possibly doing the artwork in there and on the shoes. But, um, I kind of just wanted to connect with him just because I seen he was also into some of the same styles and similar things that I was into. And at the time I was trying to like move myself into some kind of clothes, shoes, something of that sort, Mm -hmm. but I just didn't know how to go about it. And, uh, you know, I figure I can throw ideas at Tuan at the same time. Nothing really sparked at the time, went on years. And basically it was just, we kept in touch over ideas for shoes and me doing um, custom swarm, like I said, whether it was the Kobe's or whether it was his wedding shoes. Um, you know, we just always, always stayed there. And uh, we, bumped, we bumped a bunch of uh, ideas off of each other throughout the years over, over things uh, with the shoes. And one day it just, I was at work <laughs> and... You know how you get sometimes you're in, no matter what you do, I don't care if you love it daily, there are days you have and you're just like, F this, like I'm, yeah. I've had enough. And uh, I did, I was, one day I was just like, you know what, like I need to move on. Like I need to do something else that's going to make me happy, something I enjoy. And art's always been a thing of mine. Um, and I look at art in everything that I've done. Like I, I'm a machinist. I do artwork on machines. I used to be a cook. I did artwork with food. It's always been my thing to have a presentation of some sort and make make everybody's eyes go, wow. Like, it's always been a thing of mine. Um, clothes, on the other hand, was just something I've always enjoyed. Um, I always had a bunch of ideas to go about and wanted to do this and wanted to do that. It just, I didn't know where to go and I wasn't that enthused. I needed a push. Mm-hmm. And that day when I was going through it, I said to myself, you know what, like, I'm going to talk to Antoine. If there's anybody who can probably, like, lead me the right direction or let alone just get me hooked on to the right person, it's Antoine. I mean, he's he's got his hands in everything. So that day he actually was coming to my house to pick up a pair of customs that I just did for him and dropping off another pair. And you know, we're out front 10, 15 minutes just shooting the shit. And without saying a word, about my thoughts earlier in the day, Antoine says to me, oh, what do you think about starting a clothing brand? And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You're saying to me this right now? Like, I can't believe this is what you're saying to me. I'm like, it's fine. I didn't text this to you or anything, right? And he's like, no. I'm like, why? And I was like, because I literally had this thought today to talk to you about this. And he's like, that's crazy. And, you know, it was like that turned into another 10, 15 minutes out front. We were shooting the shit, this and that. And, Went home and we just started throwing ideas back and forth with each other. And I thought, you know, one, considering being a black and white guy trying to get together to do it, I wanted it to be focused on something being equal. Mm -hmm. But I also know with Tuan, he has a lot of positive energy. And I also don't want it to just be a brand. I want it to be a brand that you're happy to buy because you know it's going towards something. And, uh, we have a lot of good ideas with this. Again, I'm going to try to leave that to when we get up here. Absolutely. Um, which, you know, we haven't had a great amount of time doing it because he's obviously been doing the Teal Sky thing and yeah. all that. And, hey, I told him straight up, I knew what I was getting into when we started, when we came up with this idea. Do your thing. When the time comes, I know you're going to get your ass into it and bust your ass on right. whatever we need to do and you're going to be all hands on deck. So right now, you know, we're moving a little slow, but that's – Trust me, that's just, it's still just the beginning. We have a bunch of ideas. Ran a couple across with you. Yeah. Um, our next one is in order. So within the next couple of weeks, hopefully, we'll have them. We'll have them for sale. We'll get ready to go on it. And for those of you who have ordered yeah. our, uh, our one that I'll uh, you'll, you'll, ha- you'll have it before this podcast comes out. So, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. We, yeah. And I, and I um, to say a little on, on like, uh, speed i guess with with collections because that was one of the things we talked about um in the first meeting was like you know what what does a release schedule look like for a brand like how many times should we be hitting it how many you know drops how different how expansive should they be like stuff like that um 
and I think it's different for every brand and it's different for brands at different levels. Like, um, some can I obviously afford to do a whole lot more all the time than others. Um, but I also think that like, it's more important to be right on point with what you're trying to do rather than to continue to show people over and over and over again. Like I've talked about on this podcast before how it came as a surprise to me how much people had to be shown things before they were able to fully understand what was going on. And that's not a slight of their intelligence. It's just, you got to think about the way in which people are getting things where they're getting it in just these, you know, basically people are spending basically like three seconds looking at an Instagram post. And if that's my main delivery message, delivery method is is through instagram how do you hold somebody's attention for a little bit longer and honestly that answer is so complex it's like it's what you're showing them it's what they've seen in the past from you it's what people are saying about you it's what who's wearing your brand like it's so so much but watching you guys do the first release and seeing all the people wearing it basically the day after they were printed great feeling (laughs) right is a huge huge first step because you know like i I work with the uh jimmy lee velez's brand brand blessed um as well and i'm probably one of his hats rolling on the embroidery machine downstairs right now um and he has a very he he has a similar approach i think that you guys are going to end up having where it's it's so focused on you know driving home and getting people involved in the message that you're 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 doing you know i i talked to the talked to you about this when we first met i was like look my advice i'm going to give you is going to be very different than the advice that i'm going to take for myself yeah that doesn't mean that i'm giving you bad advice or i'm giving you different advice it's like it was the same thing with the whole logo thing like yeah i i, I do artwork right right but I'm more harder on myself than anybody exactly. else. I'm the biggest. I'm the biggest critic I got. Yeah. So when it came to actually designing the logo itself, like I'm sure Tuan showed you the ones I just drawn out. Real yeah. Quick, whatever. And 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 what I came up with is is similar. Similar. To what, yeah, yeah. Similar and to what you drew. I know. When I walked in that door, I, I you see me. I said, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And 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 so, it's just it's got to be known that like, it's so, it's so specific to the circumstance of what you're trying to do of what your next step should be at any given time you know what i mean like um for me especially like when i when i first did that cheesesteak one and i wrapped it and stuff like that that was one of the first things that so that was the second collection i put out right after this first lottery one and that was one of the first things that got people to turn their head Mm -hmm. and be like oh and even after even a couple months after that i hadn't fully realized the capability of that until I was, we were at the African-American day event that Antoine had and people were coming up to me like, Oh, that's really cool. That's really interesting. And they were willing to take a look at everything else that was there and see if it was up to that level. Now I didn't have anything else that was that innovative at that point, but you know, from here out, everything Mm -hmm. now is up a notch and it's now like, okay, well that kind of innovative packaging needs to be taken a step up and it needs to be constantly considered. And that's how you land on something like a scratch off card. Absolutely. You know what I mean? As much as it is also drawing from these ideas, it, it comes from, you know, what's, what are you doing? That's successful. What are you doing? That makes people turn their heads. Okay. Well let's focus back on that. Let's look at that. Let's look at what that means. You know, break that apart. Like, um, I don't know if you want to talk about the next one we got coming out. I I don't even know time-wise when you're going to, we're going to put that out, but we've been working on, on yeah. our next thing. And I think it's very much a continuation of like, okay, you put out this shirt. It says co-equality. You guys put out this video and explain what that means. Mm-hmm. You have the logo and the logo in itself has the meaning embedded within the imagery. Yes. Um, so the next step is like, okay, how do we let's expand? Give, let, let's tell them what our meaning is. And right. right now, you know, we, we, we threw around a lot of ideas. We, we, uh, we wanted to define exactly what we thought and what we hope you see mm-hmm. at the same time. When you see somebody wearing co-equality, when you see the word co-equality, when you see our logo, when you see us, yeah, you we want you to know that you know this is this is who we are. Um, again, I don't want to I don't want to say exactly what it is. I mean, yeah. yes, I we're, we're coming out with a shirt with our definition. Yeah. Um, 
And I'm sure we'll talk more about that definition in that. In yeah, that, on the podcast. On the podcast to come. And, and yeah, and, and I, and I, um, like I, I, going back a little bit to what I was talking about before about showing people stuff all the time, like mm-hmm. even today, like I got this stupid ass mustache, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I wouldn't say it's stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> and so I was like, um, I shaved yesterday and the shoot is on Saturday. Now, for most people, that's like, why the fuck would you want to have that mustache for three days longer than you need to have it? But what I realized was like, in that time, I'm going to have a meeting with a client. I'm going to have a podcast. I'm going to have, um, I'm going to be making most of the stuff from the collection, shooting tutorials for the collection, all of this content, which is going to come coming out in a couple weeks. Yeah. I could have a regular normal ass beard for that, or I could be in character for the for the the video in some way, not full character, yeah. but like. So I, so today I was like, all right, Sean, take a picture of me, and I had taken a like stupid selfie before that, and he was like, just use that one. It's like that that one's funny and candid looking, and I was like, no, it's fucking stupid. I look I look I look like a dad at like Disneyland trying to take a selfie. Like it's horrible. And uh, so he took pictures of me, and I looked at him like these are, these look like fake and stupid and dumb, and I was like, so I ended up posting the real one, and like. To that same motive of like, just tell people what you're doing and tell people what you got coming up because all that could possibly happen is that they could get interested and see what you want the next thing. You know what I mean? So like, that's how I kind of opened up to showing people what I did. Like with this first lottery collection, if you scroll back a little bit, Sean, so that's the first video. There's the release message, the first, that Mm -hmm. logo. I think before that, I don't think I ever posted anything about this. There's the there's the color green I used, but I don't think I ever told anybody what it was. Maybe I called it Keystone Green or something. And I've got the picture of the separations. Like yeah. that was the very beginning of me promoting stuff, and those as promotions are like kind of stale, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah. But I started to learn, like, okay, this is what you need to say within. And there's my first podcast, uh, everyone, with Jimmy Lee. Shout out Jimmy Lee. Um, By the way, sorry, Paige, I I couldn't find a shirt. <laughs> I, had, I had her. I had her shirt on. Uh, she, you I, gonna, I, I, I bought a, I, I bought a new one uh, off her because she posted the other day about having a bunch she wanted to just get rid of, and I was like, "Oh, you got a large long sleeve? Like, yeah, let me get it." <laughs> went and picked it up, and I was like, "Oh, I'm definitely wearing it for the podcast." And what all the nonsense I went through these last 24 hours, uh, <laughs> um, couldn't find it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know just disappeared. Sorry, sorry Paige. <laughs> um, I got your shoes coming though. Oh, she got. Oh, yeah, she's got shoes too. I think I see them, right? Them. Uh, uh, new ones. Oh, man, don't don't show me after the podcast. I got we'll you. Go, we're yeah. gonna wrap it up right, right here. Not right a problem. Up. Not a problem. Um, so do you want to promote anything else before you before we get out of here? You'll be back on in the next three weeks for anybody interested. Um, Antoine will also be on to talk about co equality some more. Yeah. Um. um only other thing, I like. I was promote just saying, like, some with, stuff. Uh, with Paige and her uh, aesthetics, she's doing a giveaway. And, yeah. Uh, she got a bunch of local. Yeah, um, my business. mom's one of them. Oh, nice. Silly, I, I, silly I didn't see everybody in there yet. I, yeah. I've been too busy the last couple of days with these and a bunch of other stuff. But uh, anything I was tagged in, I've tried to make sure I make sure I'm part of it. But yeah, on my uh, customs page, I am part of that um, giveaway, and we will be giving away a pair of uh, slide vans, more or less in a white or black pair, just because it would be easier for me to customize for you. Um, I'm going to be giving them. Well, we're going to be giving them away. Uh, and basically in your size, we're going to let it pick. So the custom will not be done until afterwards. Mm-hmm. But you get the choice of what you, you want on there. I That's mean, dope. barring how much you're looking to get on there. Cause right, right, right. I'm, I'm giving the free time away. I don't mind doing it, especially for something like this, a giveaway and watching yeah. people put my art on them, no matter what it is, whether it is the shirt with Cody Quality, whether it's shoes, whether it's hanging up my artwork that I do. Yeah. Um, no, it's, it's, it's a pleasure. So when I seen Paige put that up and who wants to be a part of it, absolutely we yeah. didn't know exactly we were going to do it first i was just like yeah i want to be a part of it and it was like the second or third day i was like why didn't we just think of this so, yeah so so hopefully uh feel free to get a part of that anybody um i would love to get some uh customs out there for you some slides uh for sure sean, sean can you go to his instagram real quick uh, i want to shout your instagram out too make sure people see that um if you the customs one, yeah. if you think you can uh if you think you can find a spot between me and Antoine getting customs done, you should reach out to John and see if you can get your own pair of shoes done. <laughs> uh, me, and, me and Antoine are going to keep them locked down. But. Yeah, Antoine, I got like f- 
three or four pairs at the house right now. I think all <laughs> these are Tuan's. I'm pretty sure they're all his or somebody that is a part of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's great. I mean, I love it. Um, yeah. I got to say, I, I, I do got to. Oh, yeah, man. I, I, it, was, uh, it was my first time doing um, the ice tie-dye. And I was just like, you know what? I got these Sean Witherspoons. I don't have much to match with them. Mm-hmm. Now the yellow is a little bit brighter, but I don't really care about at that point because yeah. it turned out so dope. Absolutely. But yeah. Uh, All right. Well, thank you for being on. <clears throat> Absolutely. Uh, see you soon. See you back soon. Um, anybody interested in getting these shoes? Um, March twenty fifth, the collection drops. Every item purchased from the collection comes with a scratch off card. That means if you order five visors, a flannel, a t shirt, a sweatshirt, you get a card with each item you buy. Um, yeah, check out uh, on the 25th, our video will drop and uh, you'll be able to see the entire collection. Follow us on Instagram to see all the lead up for that. Um, my hope is that this will come out maybe a week right. before the uh, collection, but I'm not quite sure. Um, but yeah. Buy Make your sure. tickets, buy your items, guys. Yeah, get, get yeah. them. Get it. There's only 25, so honestly, like, I don't know how long they'll last. Maybe they'll last forever. Maybe they'll be gone in three days. So mm-hmm. we'll see um, what happens. Uh, Good luck if, to anybody who gets them. Yeah, if you're interested, uh, grab them. And make sure if you do get them, I'll, I know I'll tell you in person, but you tag me and John, and, and uh, maybe, we'll, we'll, maybe we'll make it even sweeter of a prize for you. Do, some, do something extra for you. Yeah, um, absolutely. I'm always down. Um, so thanks everybody for watching. Uh, make sure to, f- uh, subscribe and follow us on Instagram, uh, and ring the bell. Um, we'll be back next week and also make sure you look out for the Nike bracket podcast, uh, which is coming out every Monday through the, re- throughout the rest of March. Um, I think they're going to come out at like five or seven o'clock at on Mondays. Uh, so check that out too. But, uh, thank you for being on. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. Sean, thank you. Bye-bye. Take it easy.